This is Use It or Don't. My name is Derek Bright. I've been an educator for more than 20 years. I'm currently an instructional coach at an elementary school in Southern California. In this podcast, I'll be sharing some of the things I'm learning in the area of educational technology and elementary education. These podcasts will generally be about five or 10 minutes long, partly because teachers don't have a lot of time. And also my attention span is not much longer than that. I hope you'll leave this podcast with something that you can use in the classroom tomorrow or don't. Thank you for listening. This is Derek Bright. I am an OSIC, which is an on-site instructional coach in Southern California at an elementary school. And uh, this episode is going to be talking about being child-driven and data-driven. Can you be both? Now, this is a reflection on a um, a blog post by George Kuros um, from the Innovator's Mindset. And uh, his short answer is no. And it says you can't be both child-driven and data-driven. And uh, what I liked is it kind of deals with the focus so being focused either on the child or being focused on the data and our response to that is sometimes can be different so um his response or his longer answer excuse me says when you have two focuses on what you are driven by there will be times where one situation comes into conflict with the other for example when we teach the test excuse me teach to the test and not to the child they might get the number we want but if the learning doesn't stick Did it hurt, harm, or do nothing for the child and everything for the number we were looking for in the first place because of the data we were driven by? So being uh, data-driven is the concern. Data is not a horrible thing, he suggests, and being data-driven is the concern. And uh, if you've been in education uh, for any length of time, then you can see that just being data-driven can be a problematic thing and the teaching to the test uh, is not a good thing and that um, temptation to teach to the test is is not a good thing so um, the term that he liked and this is kind of where i'm i'm going to spend some of the time reading over some of the things that he was um, discussing but he says he i prefer the excuse me i prefer the term child-driven evidence informed so the idea of evidence to inform our um, um, our teaching of the child, um, it's, it's a little bit more encompassing than just data. Um, and uh, he quotes in his blog post, Bill Ferreter um, had a post called Meaningful Ain't Always Measurable. And he states the following, this is Bill Ferreter. says, I'm trying to call out a system that simultaneously encourages us to pursue lofty goals like teaching students to critically think or to build consensus or to be creative while asking us to fit every goal that we pursue into some kind of measurable format. The truth is that things that are most meaningful are also the hardest to measure. I'm going to read that last line again because I just love it. it. says, the truth is that the things that are most meaningful are also the hardest to measure. Um, I think that's super, such a cool, cool thought of the things that we really want our kids doing and learning. It's not always going to be measurable. And there's pushback, obviously, because we look at the data and we say, did the kids show an understanding of this and then we teach them again or pull a small group or you know 
go into some sort of data chat or whatever, whatever it is we're looking at, um, it's easy to get focused on that data because the data and the numbers, it's kind of easy to see. It's those things that are more meaningful, collaboration, critical thinking, communication. Those are not always easy to measure. And so being mindful of that as you are teaching, I think, is a very, very important thing to do. And uh, George leaves this blog post with a quote. And again, I'm just full of quotes today, I guess. And uh, I don't. I don't like the part of the, the quote, but I like the sentiment. It says, data-driven is the stupidest term in education. We are child-driven. Now, I would just, I would soften it with, I don't know if it's the stupidest term in education, but it is not something that reflects what the heart of most teachers is, which is kids. And when we focus only on being data-driven, sometimes the kids are hurt in that process. Sometimes true learning is hurt in that process. Now, again, we've got our stakeholders that have, um, we've got our test scores and we get into um, an improvement school if our test scores are not enough. So there's, there's some sort of balance that has to be made. But if we want to um, have schools that truly develop those four C's, the collaboration, communication, creativity, critical thinking. We really need to focus on that whole child and be child driven in our model. And I think that's so powerful. And I believe it was Sir Ken Robinson who did the creative schools thing, who kind of hints at that a little bit. And I think it's huge. I think it's so important, um, particularly as our kids are moving into our our new future um, between all the changes that we're seeing just in the last couple years with AI and those kinds of things. We need kids that are being creative with their learning and not just relying on the facts and being good test takers. Um, and it's going to be a tough change. I don't even know. I don't have answers. And the, and the smart people that are smarter than me don't have the answers. But I think it's it's an interesting conversation to have. Are we truly child-driven in our teaching practices? Are we evidence-informed? And I like that too. Child-driven, evidence-informed. Those are not mutually exclusive. We can't be data-driven and child-driven, but we can be informed by that evidence, by that information dare I say it, by the data, and still be child-driven. All right, guys, thank you for listening. If you want to leave a review on any of those podcast apps, go for it, and have a good day.